G'day, legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast, mate. It's grand final week. It's as good as it gets. The racing has just been non-stop at the moment. Like, there's even racing on tonight. If you're having a play, mm. you've got it on in the background. I've got it on in the room. I do. It's all happening. How are you? Mate, outstanding. Obviously, anyone that uh, hasn't heard yet, we've obviously just recorded the Cox Plate runner-by-runner preview, so definitely head over there and, uh, you know, if you just your you feature race player, then that's obviously your bread and butter. But, mate, we've got a, a very big card at both Randwick and Mooney Valley tomorrow, so can you get stuck in? I think we should quickly, we'll do it really, really quick because I don't think last weekend was anything too special in terms of racing. We obviously had the big one in the Caulfield Cup. I think we'll just, let's unpack that for a little bit. So we had, mm. without a fight, won the race. West Wind Blows was superb in second. Gold Trip was another great one run and I thought Sulcombe was really good too. Yeah. It was one of the stronger editions of the Caulfield Cup, I thought, since I've set, sort of been watching anyway. And the market just got it spot on. Those four horses that you mentioned were all around the five, six, seven dollar mark. And well done to you, mate, in, from a, a tipping standpoint. You obviously had the winner on top without a fight. You had West Wind blows in your numbers as well. But what a genius does Mark Zara look like now at the moment? He's just he he'll hop off this horse now to go ride Gold Trip in the Melbourne Cup. And the way that horse is going, who's to say that he won't win? He might just go Turnbull win on Gold Trip. Okay, I'll hop off you. I'll go. 2,400, I'll ride without a fight and win the Caulfield Cup. And then I'll, oh, by the way, I'll jump back on Gold Trip in the Melbourne Cup and win that too. So he's just going superb. He's definitely a GF jockey, so well done to him. West Wind Blows, obviously very brave. They did have a bit of a duel all the way up, and I thought it was going to hold without a fight to the line, but the class of without a fight kicked in. Going back to this time last year, we obviously both made a good case for this horse to win the Melbourne Cup last year without a fight. So We've always had that opinion there and glad to see that it's now come up trumps after getting those kills up in Queensland, getting the confidence up. So this horse got the chest out now and look out. For sure. It was a very nice win. Um, ended up paying around $10 mark, which was just wrong. But mm. um, yep, excellent. Obviously, we move on to bigger and better this weekend with the Cox Plate. As mentioned before, we've already gone through a runner by runner. It went for about 30 minutes. It's about as detailed as you could possibly get for a runner by runner Cox Plate preview. So make sure you head over there either after this or just before the race, if you want. You get a half an hour period there after race seven or eight. So have a listen, a few tips there. We won't cover it on this, so you'll miss it if you don't. Race yeah. three. Oh, actually, you should probably go through what the track's doing. Yep, let's run over it. So they're obviously running there tonight, Ned, as you mentioned. It's true tonight. It's also in the true position for the entire tomorrow. It's fine weather, so expect a good deck. We'll see what the times are in the first couple of races and we may even get an up, upgrade to good three. I know they don't like upgrading it and saying that it actually is a firm deck, but <laughs> I think that could be on the cards considering how much traffic there is. So as always with the Valley, you want to be somewhere near the action up on speed to have your best opportunity. Now we're going to go through races three, four, five, seven and eight at the Valley and then we're going to go to Sydney as well. We make sure we cover a couple of tracks for you as we always do. Kicking it off in race three, um, we've got the Tessio Stakes, and top of the market is Wishlaw Lass, $2.60. Osmosis, $5.50. On Francis is $6. Thalassophile is $6.50. Soul Choice, $7.50. Dazzling Lucy is $13. Delicious Tycoon is $19. Maracana, $21. And Riverina Cyclone is $71. Soul Choice to boot forward for the middle barrier and lead. I think Wishlaw Lass with Lane on board will just allow that horse to cross and dictate. Riverina Cyclone and Delicious Tycoon are probably the other two. The Lassophile and Marikana are expecting both of them to get back. 
I think she's the starting point with Shlaw Lash. There was a lot of stable confidence around her last time out at Caulfield. That was over the mile as well. She did have a soft time up in lead and nothing really came to pressure her in the run, but she was headed by Barbie's Fox up the straight. who's a horse that's got a bit of ability, but she fought back tenaciously and got the bob in the end and was actually getting stronger as the race went on. So I think she's definitely ticked that 1,600-meter box. Frosty's sticking on this horse. It's drawn one. It won't need to lead and do any work. You can allow sole choice to cross and just be the bunny and follow that horse anywhere you need to go. I think she's definitely on top. The Sabre is Chris Wallace's horse, the Lassifier with J-Mac booked. Last time out, it was just that run short. It was 1,200 up to 1,600, and the fitness just told. Now comes over from Sydney, which we love that translation of Sydney form over to Melbourne form. Behind Renaissance Women that day, She'll improve again, staying at the mile, but she's third up. And we know Waller's recipe when they get up to this third up sort of peak grand final run. I think the horse is on target and definitely the Sabre at $7. Agree. I actually like the, the Lassifile as well. I think it's, I have it on top. I think it is a little bit of a soft tracker. I think, I think a soft track would help a little bit more. If it ends up being a good three, then it probably isn't my play. Third up profiles well to win a race like this. And more than anything, it's interesting the comments you make about Wishlaw Lass. So I initially thought, oh, geez, this horse is a star. Like it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Back to that day, I've gone back and watched the replay. Barbie's Fox was three or four deep for the whole run. No cover. Took off at like the yep. four or 500. Yes, it looked like it was going to go past, but I actually think entitled to not knock off Wishlaw Lass. To mm-hmm. me, Wishlaw Lass... I'm just not sure if I place that run as good as some people are and saying that it was a tough effort to sort of fight back after getting headed. I'm unsure where to place that run now. And now we've got 59 kilos over 1,600. I'm just not sure. I'm a bit yep. a little bit. Yeah, it makes sense. And people are always going to be critical, especially when the price is as skinny as it is. You always find ways to be hypercritical. So I think it makes sense. I'm, I'm with Philosophile as well, mate. I'll be winning if she's she wins on the race. But in terms of the favourite, beware of the mare in form, as they say. Absolutely. For sure. Next race, race four, it's the Crockett Stakes. It's over 1,200 metres. We've got Inhibitions is top of the market, $3.50. Shiva is $6. Cigar Flick, $6.50. Floozy, $8.50. Saltair is nines with right to party. Gumdrops is $10. Divine Glory, 14s. Paradise City, $21. Picky, 34s. Atlantic Spirit, 67s. And West of Dolby is 71 bucks. Jeez, what's West of Dolby? Who knows, mate? Some of these names, fuck. Par- <laughs> Paradise City to go forward with Floozy, Inhibitions, Gumdrops, and Picky. I think Sheba can settle midfield again. And I actually like this horse coming into this race again. I think they can settle midfield and basically repeat the dose that they did last time and hopefully not have to sit wide as they did last time out. The horse just was sort of caught off the track but still kept coming all the way through the line. Ended up going straight past She's All Shenanigans, who's got a bit of form around that horse, and just kept grinding away to the line. There was a breakaway leader and the horse didn't give up. So staying at the 1,200 metres now I think is an advantage for this horse. Um, I'm hoping that they can get that two to three wide swing off the bend and try and come and sort of get that slingshot off the bend, as I always talk about. I think that's where they, they're going to want to be coming into tomorrow. And I think the the price of $6, yes, the SP going before that was double digits and longer. So you've got to sort of take half the quote now. But I still think that's attractive based on where this field is at and how bunched they are in terms of their times. And I look at inhibitions, who's hard in the market. I just think the horse had every possible chance last time out. And I just 
I know it's dropping back from 14 back to 12, but I just got to let that horse go and win without me if it does win. So Sheba on top for me. I'm with Inhibitions. I think looks to me probably like the likely leader will be in the first one or two. Do you have it pegged there? I can't remember from what you said from your speed map, but I think Paradise City will be the leader, but Inhibitions probably sits either behind it or it's outside. I love stepping back to 1,200 metres for this horse. It's definitely its sort of pet trip. Um, the track ticks the track box. It's had three starts there for a win in a couple seconds, back to 1,200. I think it's a massive tick. And then you look at that Charmstone form. That's ended up becoming quite good form in recent times as well with a few other winners coming out of those races. So I think $3.50 is a reasonable price. What did you make of Saltair? Sorry to put you on the spot, but Saltair is an interesting one. Like was in the worst part of the track um, at its last start and still ran on pretty well. Now second up, up to 1,200 metres. Did you have any opinion of the horse with Shin on board? Or I'd be keen to give this horse another run. I'd want to see it third and fourth up. Yes, it did have excuses first up, but I just think this is a race where a lot of horses are tightly bunched. You want to find the horses that are in form. The one I actually do want to touch on is right to party. That's around the $10 mark with Zara booked. Pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia last time out in that charm stone race, which obviously inhibitions had come through. Now you get $10. It went to Mornington for a jump out, which was electric. It looked really, really good and looks to be rock hard fit now. As long as it's come through that setback, I think that's the saver. Race number five, it's the Crystal Mile over 1,600 metres. Nice little field here. Tuvalu and Antino share top of the market, both $2.80. Prowess, the New Zealand horse, is $4.20. Then it's a big gap. So Banker's Choice is 11s. Mustang Valley, 13s. Just Folk, 23s. Tuvalu looks like he can lead, and he hasn't been presented with a race like this for a very long time, but I think he actually takes up and controls this. Prowess to probably sit either just off his back or maybe sit on its outside, and I think Antino can also sit close as well with the other three getting back and finding their spots. I mentioned Tuvalu. I think this is a race where Jamie Carr can just go forward, take this by the scruff of the neck, and I actually think more often than not, she tends to get the front runners right. Where I don't like to back Jamie Carr is when she's back in the field trying to weave between runners and, you know, find that gap when it when it presents. But I think Tuvalu can control this race. It's a small field, obviously, and he's been right on track. He's dropping back from that 1,800-metre Underwood race behind Alligator Blood, which is superb form coming back, dropping back to the mile, fitness no concern at all. The horse is going as well as he ever has. He's super consistent, and I, like I say, I love Carr on front runners, so I'm going to be backing him. The horse that ran in this race last year, Banker's Choice, obviously ran really well behind Myober on that day, but he's also going pretty well, and I think he's over the odds. I think he was coming through the line really nicely in that two-rack behind Attrition, um, and obviously the second horse, which I, I won't mention, who uh, does scare me in this race. But I think he was sort of matching them, and he did settle further back and had to do a lot of work just to get into the race. But he was matching them through the line, and I think now you get $11 with J-Mac booked, is very attractive. So he's a saver with Tuvalu on top. I think it's Tuvalu's race, especially weight for age conditions. Antino's coming out of that handicap two rack, 54 kilos there, moves up to 59 here. It's a bit of a step up, I reckon. I, I can see how they've got them tightly bunched. Obviously, Antino was fantastic in that two rack. You look through Tuvalu's form, you think, oh, he's had chance. he's been in the market. I've backed him a few times. I can't get a winner out of him. But you look at bright side, then pinstriped in attrition. Attrition's obviously come out and won his group one. And then alligator blood. I don't think, know if the form gets much better for a 1600 meter race with five or six horses in it. I just think that he's going to probably get it on his own terms. $2.80, as you mentioned, car goes really well on these front running horses. 
I think it. I think the gap should be bigger. I think it should be two and three dollars most likely, or two and yeah. three between these two. And that may present tomorrow, considering you know everything you just mentioned. So I'd be uh, I'd be playing early with Tuvalu, to be fair. Oh, and Jackson saying he likes to play early. He doesn't love an early play. So if he's saying, I love it. If he's saying that, get the Apple Pay out and do your thing. <laughs> Race seven, the drop and goal of bars, and it's over the two thousand and forty, similar to the Cox Plate, exact. It's the exact same as the Cox Plate, Jackson. Top of the market's mm. a horse of yours, dollar ninety. We haven't seen a dollar ninety about this horse. I think it was about thirties last time. The dad, dollar yep. ninety. Bo Mertens. He's ridden a few winners tonight, Big Bo. Sorry, not tonight at uh, Mornington today. Big crook that I know that actually. Air mm. <laughs> Assault five dollars fifty next line. Apulia is five fifty as well. Sun Source is eight fifty. Coning is fourteen dollars. SK, 18s, Bulawayo, Bulawayo, $27, and Ma Ali is 51s. Air Assault, the likely leader, and to whip across from the widest barrier. Coning also to come across, and the dad can probably follow them across as well and maybe get that one-at-one back, which would be ideal. Bulawayo and Ma Ali are probably the other two that will be nice and close from those inside barriers. You mentioned the SP, Ned. I'm not even concerned about that. You look back to his $4 SP against Griff 2 back at the Valley, that was over the mile, and he was absolutely charging through the line. He was 50 metres past the post. He was multiple lengths in front. That Caulfield Guineas was run at a farcical tempo. He never had the opportunity to run through the line as he did, but he was just getting stronger and stronger as the race got longer. So stepping up to the 2,000 metres, I think, will absolutely suit him. I think he's going to relish this trip. He's a horse that I've had an opinion of. He's only had, still in his first prep, going very well, I thought he was a chance in that Caulfield Guineas. I tipped him as an outsider. And yes, you've got to take the short quote now, but I'm all over him. I think he's the best on the card here, even at the the $1.90, $1.95 that we might be able to find. Boost him out to $2, as I say, and multi him in with the horse in the next. He looks a good bet. And he's had a look at the track as well, which I think is going to probably tell as well. $1.90, you don't get any favours there. But as you mentioned, it doesn't appear to be anything that will knock him off in this. So you can see why you like him. I know you're a big fan of this horse. Race eight. Now they've moved this race from Friday night. It's usually on in about 15, 20 minutes, but instead they've decided to jack up the Cox Plate meeting. And I've got to say, I'm a bit of a fan of it. It builds up the day really nicely. It makes the whole day more exciting because usually usually just having the Cox Plate, the races around it are usually like a six and a half out of 10. And that's probably what we've seen mm. with the past we've gone through. You throw this in there, all of a sudden you've got two big group ones. It's just makes for a really good day out there. We're talking about the Manicato. It's over 1,200 metres. It's the final for the year of the Group 1 races at the Valley of the Sprint Tricks. So there's the William Reed, the Moya, and the Manicato. They're all those real speedy trips. Imperatrice, $1.40, top of the market. Opie Bossom, there he is. Uncommon James, $7.50. IME is $8. Buenos Noches is nines as well. Jigsaw, $27. The Inferno, 34s. And Iron War rounds them out at 100s. Jig sort of whip forward and try and lead this. I and me also led up last time out in the uh, obviously victorious winner over in uh, Sydney. I am war will go forward as well with Jamie uh, Mott booked and obviously uncommon James to be close enough as well. I don't think Imperatrice needs to settle last. Opie Boston could probably have her one per one pair further forward with bonus notches in the Inferno who don't have any tactical speed. I just think it's hers to lose. Ned, you you're probably of the same opinion. I think and the market certainly is. She's just going absolutely the best we've got in the country, even with the winner that won the Everest. Think about it last time. 
I just I, I think she would have won that race, plain and simple, if she'd gone over there. And there's been a lot been, ha, that has been made of the decision, but I just think she would have gone over there and just been too good for them. Regardless of where she settles in the run here, I think she just will go past them, round them up as she does over 50 to 100 metres. She went straight past Asfura last time out at the Valley. She's unbeaten at this track. And you look at the form lines, Uncommon James was then just demolished by Asfura last time out. So the fact that that horse is even in single digits doesn't make sense to me. I think she's the winner. She's going to be the anchor of all your multis. I'll probably have an outright bet at $1.45. That's how confident I am that this horse wins, Ned. Not a lot to add to it. I think just wins, to be perfectly honest. Um, to fill in in behind, that'd be maybe more the question. Like, I am me. I'm a big fan of the horse. Obviously, bringing the Sydney form down, 1,200 metres is going to be on pace. So I think it's probably the one that's going to hang on for second. That's probably the way I'll end up playing the race, try and get an exactor or a trifecta going with those two. But she's just a gun, this thing. Like, she's absolutely yeah. bulletproof. We know how good Asfora is going as well. And she... Plain and simply, she put her away in about three or four strides. So, yeah, it's hard to see anything getting near Imperatrice. But, look, funnier things have happened at the Valley and who knows. But I would have thought she'll put this field away. Yeah, it's a good point around the exotics. And I know you mentioned, I think it was last week, around the same race, Maltese, that you like. I'll be tossing in the Inferno in the in exotics. I think he was pretty good first up in that Imperatrice race. And he obviously loves a nice dry deck. So I think he's way over at $34. What a meeting again, as we mentioned, if you're waiting for the Cox Plate preview, we're not going to give it on here, um, but go head over onto the Spotify page, click on the runner by runner because you, you'll enjoy it, I promise, because we enjoy doing it. So good luck if you're having a punt at the Valley. Best part is there's a few really good races in Sydney. Thank you, Peter Volandis, for ensuring that we have good racing in all states. <laughs> um and weren't, weren't they polite to each other last week, Ned, where they sort of staggered the times between the Caulfield Guineas, uh, the Caulfield Guineas the week before, I should say, with the Everest, and then you've got the Caulfield Cup being later in the day. They're starting to play ball now, and you know who wins in the end is the punters and the enthusiasts. So it's great to see. You want to know what how I think those meetings go? I think Pete and whoever runs the VRC, they meet, right? And then Channel 7's big cock comes over the top and says, <laughs> you two, stop fucking arguing. We'll do exactly what we say, you little bitches. Shut the <laughs> f- That's what I think happened. So Fair enough. Could be wrong, but I, I'd, I'd like to think I'm probably right. Um, <laughs> Sydney, Ramwick, talk to me. Soft five at the moment, Ned. There was a little bit of rain about, but not a whole lot. Expect an upgrade because there's fair weather tomorrow and a little bit of wind about, so it should knock that little bit of surface water off. Let's hope for a good four and a ray on the true position, so... Ramwick should play absolutely fair and nice bit of juice out of the deck. You get off in race six, we'll go through to eight. Um, as you said, soft five, 1,800 metres. Craven Plate, top of the market here is New Marion, $4.20. Renee Sodden's woman is second line, four forty. dollars all, which I love saying the name of, is four eighty. No compromise. Open favourite for this race has now gone out to $5. Zarek, sevens, Fivern, eight. Skyman, 26. And Stockman, the old boy, is 41s. New Marion missed the kick first up last time out and probably reverses that here and goes forward. Zarek to come across from that wider barrier with Skyman and also think no compromise can be the other one that can settle nice and handy. He's going to be my bet here, Ned. He's got his old mate Tommy Berry back on board. So Berry's obviously riding very well since he's returned and I like when he pilots this horse. I think they've got a good relationship. He was finishing off really hard in between runners last time out in that hill stakes. 
He was settled out the back with Numerian, went straight past him and finished alongside Zarek, who was further along in the prep at that point. So no compromise turns up here. Third up, I always talk about that recipe for Waller. He gets his horses to peak. So I think dropping back to 1,800, perfect. He can settle nice and close from that barrier. And like I say, the relationship with Tommy Berry is a positive one. So he's on top for me. I'm happy with the price and he's the only play for me in this race. I don't have a play. I've got to be honest. I don't like anything. So, yeah, just going to leave this one. No compromise. Jeezy's always a good run, isn't he? Like, he's become a really yeah. consistent top five horse. can see why you like him. $5 as well. Moving on to race seven, we've got the spring champion stakes. It's the group one in Sydney. I've got a very, very strong feeling, and we haven't spoken. I've got a very strong mm. feeling. I'm going to like the same thing in this race. 2,000 metres here. Spring champion stakes, the group one. Tom Kitten. Top of the market, $2.50. Tudela Vita, $6. Raff Attack, $6.50 after a win. Port Lockery is 10s. Gan Bear is 11s. Cap Ferrat, $14. Ravello is 21s. Kintyre, 23s. We're glad you think so. Madatsu is $26. Long Jeans, 46 And Ramble On, I have been a fair bit, is 151s. <laughs> Raff Attack led them up and just lasted last time out for Tom Kitten charging at him. They'll go forward and control this. Gan Bear will also be thereabouts. Kintai, glad you think so. And I think Port Lockroy can boot up from that middle barrier as well. How aggressive and how positive is Hippo going to be on Tom Kitten? We're obviously losing Nash now. He's got that suspension. He's missing a couple of feature race cards. You now get Hippo, who hasn't ridden this horse, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Nash has ridden this horse every start. So how much confidence are you taking into that? In saying that, Nash probably slaughtered this horse last time. Let's be fair. And we, we're never critical of this guy. We're never critical. He's we, We've got a, a phrase for him. We say, back Nash, count the cash. That was what I was hoping I was doing. And then for some reason, he just kept getting shuffled back in that race last time out behind Raff Attack. And it was a crucial stage that he kept getting shuffled further back and further back. Ended up second and third last. And he had absolutely no right to get anywhere near Raff Attack in the end. But he slashed home. Closing sectionals were enormous. Up to 2,000 now. I just think he needs to get any sort of luck in running from the inside barrier and settle a little bit closer than last. And I think he's the winner in this field. Best bet in Sydney for me. This is, this is just the best bet. I've had a look through and I've tried to find holes in terms of other horses that can knock him off. I think Raff Attack's probably the obvious one, obviously doing it last time, has that really nice racing pattern. Think gate one forces Hieronymus to actually be a little bit more forward with this horse, especially over two thousand meters. I don't think he needs to be back last. This is a real bet for me. Two dollars fifty. I'm happy with. I think they'll come again. I think he'll jump around the two dollar mark. They love this horse as well. The punters they absolutely adore him. Yeah, yeah. he's the class of the field. He's on, he's in for bigger and better things. I think when he turns four, um, it'd be interesting to see if he even does derbies and whatnot at the end of this year. I'm sure they'll probably have a ping with him. I like him. I think $2.50 is a really good bet. Nash, genuine slaughter job last time. I think we were messaging back and forth after that. That was sickening. Yeah. And to, scratch hit, to hit the line the way he did after getting nearly barreled over at the 400 says a lot about the horse and he's, he's definitely a smart animal. So I think Godolphin will win a group one in this one, to be perfectly honest. Nice. Yeah, I think he's a really good bet. Race eight's the final one we're going to cover in Sydney. It's the invitation, a relatively new race. And we've got Espiona is top of the market, $3.30. Magic Times there, $3.70. Roots, $8.50. Opal Ridge backing up after the Kosciuszko is nines. Parasail, $9.50. Ruthless Dame is $14. Alcohol free, 
$17. Alentia, 23s with Osbred's, Osbred Flirt. Royal Merchant, $31. Banana Queen is 61s with Dalcini. Rosetta is 81s. And Russian Conquest, she wanted to reign more, 150s. I'm expecting Paracel, Regan Bayless to be aggressive from there. Alcohol-free, probably the other one as well. They were used up in that Everest early, but going back up to the 1400 now, I think they're going to be positive again. Magic time to come be nice and close. Banana Queen and Royal Merchant are probably the other two or three in running. Maybe Osbredford and Oprah Ridge up to the 1400 metres could also go forward. How are they going to beat Espiona in this field then? That's my question. I, I, I can sit here all day and, and you know talk about her credentials coming in and how it was not a head-scratcher money-wise, but head-scratcher when you look through the, the book and planning somebody's campaign. You're going 1400 back to 12. You know she was never going to enjoy that setup. And she ran basically up to her mark for 1200 metres for her profile. She ran yeah. as well as she could in the Everest. Not much more she could have done under the circumstances. Now comes back to 1,400 metres against her own sex. I know she's drawn out. She's got a sticky barrier, but McAvoy's not actually riding that bad. I know we give him a bit of stick throughout our potties over the time, but I think he's just going to keep her in clear air, get her away from any sort of danger, and she'll just go straight past them. I look back to her previous run at 1,400 metres where she flogged a tissue, flogged Zugotcha, went straight past them. The figure on that day, even though it was a small field and run at a pretty slow tempo, the figure was enormous. So I think she's right on song for this. And you think Tom Kitten is the best of the day. I think Espiona is the best on the on the friggin' year, weekend, uh, season, decade, whatever you want to say. I'm hitting Espiona very, very hard on the weekend. This is a serious bet again, isn't it? It really is. I'd 3.30 to find out mm. as well. Uh, it's exciting. I'm with you. I can't yeah. add much more than you already have, but... She looks a very, very good chance back to Mayor's grade. Um, I'll be definitely having a play. Hopefully we're still well and truly above the water by this point, but she definitely looks a good bet. Just looking like yeah. magic time, big respect. I've got a lot of money out of this horse as well, but not in the same out as Espiona. Like they're 330 and 370. How have they figured that out? Yeah, I, it's obviously a mare that's in form, but coming through inferior form lines, uh, loses the booking of Nash, drawn wide out, needs to do a bit of work to get up near, near the lead. I think the only other two that could reach somewhere near Espiona's bottom level class-wise, say she's a, a length or a length and a half short of her best, the two that can actually threaten her are probably Roots, who's coming in second up, will will improve. And the same with Opal Ridge. I think they're the only two that can get anywhere near Espiona's class in terms of this field. Exciting. Both meetings are really, really good. As mentioned a couple of times in the podcast, if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to our Everest potty, we did a preview runner by runner um, before. It's it's just fantastic the way we go through. And obviously there's seven or eight races here. It doesn't stop there though. It never does. Mm. It never, never stops there. And I should mention, I'm actually over here on the gravel, which is probably more, on ground. It's the most exciting part of the whole thing because this is the first best Western that I'm going to see live. And like, wow. will we vlog a few things? I'm going to go up to the jockey, I reckon, of who you pick here, and I'll let him. <laughs> well, he's actually a friend of our podcast, mate. Chris Parnham, he's appeared on this very podcast, mate. So you'll be seeing him sailing down the outside on Super Smink. That's in race eight out at Ascot over 1,200 metres. It's the feature on the card, Ned. So good to see you've gone over to catch some of the bigger meetings over there. It's a <laughs> Belgravia Stakes, 1,200 metres. They're currently a soft five, but... Fine weather tomorrow, so should be fine. Obviously, got some boots on ground with there at uh, with you on the on the ground, mate. So keen to get a yard report over there. But Super Smink on top, 
This is a horse that absolutely destroyed them in her first and only prep as a three-year-old last time out in a Karakata plate and also a WA size. The first of those was over 1,200 metres where she just destroyed them. She settled off the speed, rounded them up quite easily. And if those races ring a bell for any of our viewers, these are the same races that Amelia's Jewel came through and won in similar fashion before she turned out to be what she actually was. So this is a horse maybe is not quite at that top level talent with Amelia's Jewel, but she does have a lot of Amelia's Jewel-esque, I should say, in her. So I'm quite happy with her turning up first up. She's only coming off the one trial or jump out, but... I think she's going to be forward enough to take care of this lot first up. She's around $3.60. Class-wise, she's levels ahead of these, and I can't wait to see her resume. So $3.60, number two, Super Smink, Chris Parnham aboard. Ned Aino over there on the on the side of the fence just waiting for this horse to swing past and hopefully get some live footage over there from you, mate. You've got any WA listeners that love the Best West and you're going out to the track, make sure you come down and say good day. I'll be there. I might not remember you by the end of the day, but that's okay. Um, it'll be a big mm. one the thought but keen to eat some gravel jackson thank you very much for the best western and thanks for your time this evening we've obviously gone for quite quite some time tonight about hour and a half worth of podcasting we love the viewers we love doing this for the people it's what we're all about we just love racing mate plain and simple we just love it so mate absolute thrill always with you and uh yeah big day tomorrow both carts you too brother cox plate day doesn't get much bigger than that all the best punters Cheers. Enjoy the